I haven't done one of these in a while. But I figured this week was a good time to start, given uh, given all the events that are happening this week. Uh, Apple today, Google tomorrow, Samsung on on Wednesday, and obviously just the general tech news. There's there's just plenty of going on. I did want to mention something un, unrelated to Apple that I thought was worth noting today. I don't know if anyone else saw the Amazon news. Really, really briefly. Um, so yeah, there was an interesting filing from Amazon today, or pertaining to Amazon, which I think will either be a huge deal or <laughs> it will fizzle out. But just flagging in case people want to be aware uh, that the U.S. House Judiciary, I think five members accused Amazon executives, including Jeff Bezos, of misleading Congress and lying or or lying about whether they are rigging their search results. Those who might remember that Bezos testified in front of Congress, I want to say earlier this year, but it might have even been last year. So, you know, we'll see how that all plays out, but definitely something to watch. I don't know, Brian, you're there if you want to comment on that. Otherwise, we can just go straight into Apple stuff. Brian uh, muted himself because he's got a bunch of uh, his kids are running around, I think. Anyway, the the Amazon news, I think, is worth noting. So I just wanted to note that quickly and uh, we'll go right into Apple's event. Uh, actually, a quick show of hands, just so I have an idea for everyone that's here. Uh, could you guys give uh, a wave for those that actually watched the event? Not necessarily the whole thing, but if you tuned in for, you know, <laughs> a good chunk of it, give a wave emoji, if you will. Okay, we have <laughs> we have a few, uh, but I guess, yeah, oh, okay, they're coming in. So I'd say about 30% of people watched it. Okay, I guess most people, you know, read read the news and saw the saw the headlines, which is fair. Uh, although it was a it was a short event by Apple standards. It was definitely not a, a two and a half hour event that sometimes they throw at us. But yeah, so they started off with uh oh, is that are you back, Brian? I'm 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 back for five five minutes. Um Oh, okay. Well I was gonna do this chronologically, but maybe it makes sense then if we only have you for five minutes, uh <laughs> why don't you give us your thoughts? <laughs> We'll just go straight to the to the Mac MacBook Pro stuff then. Yeah, um, uh, it was exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> like um, the thing that I've said a million times that everyone has said a million times is, "Oh, you uh, gave us ports back. You get you, you took away the Touch Bar, so you basically um, solved the problems that you made for us for five years. It's an insane thing to do, but." You know, look, uh, but, uh, some of us have been waiting for five years and have been um, – some of us have created uh, the the MacBook Pros that we've been um, using for five years because we knew that it was something that would be unusable for us for that period of time. Um, but at the same time – I'm a little worried about the jump in price and mm. I'd love to hear more people about that because as much as the performance is jumping, it is, uh, when I, so this was 2015 or 2016 when I souped up the MacBook pro that I've been using this entire time for all of my podcasting, building my entire businesses on top of, I believe it was a $3,200 or $3,500 uh, thing. And like, I, I, I souped it up. It was 
the 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 most storage you could get the most um, ram you could get all that stuff if i did that right now as far as i know that's a five thousand dollar machine and a 13 inch and then if you go to 16 inch it's like a six thousand dollar machine so uh great they gave us what we wanted and also uh we i don't know inflation is a real thing <laughs> or something yeah i mean they can they can get away with it because of the the chips right like that's what people well the chips and the, i mean they, you know i think you put it right they, they gave you or and i say you because i i don't purchase macbooks <laughs> um they gave you everything you wanted and there's only really one trade-off, and that's the notch, I guess. And, and yeah, the price. But I think people are going to shell out for these. I, I don't see why they wouldn't, uh, unless they're, you know, really hate the notch. But otherwise, it's an upgrade in every 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 department. It seems. Um, I mean, agreed. Look, this is this is the device that I have been begging them for. Now, the question is, did they do the thing that Apple does? which is they um, do a sort of like a step um, uh, change in terms of, so it used to be that you could get a MacBook Pro at like $1,200, $1,500. And then if you wanted to max it out, it was like $3,500. And now we're talking about $6,000. That's, that's kind of what I feel like people are talking about, but I don't know. Yeah. The, they, I think you did it on your on your podcast. Everyone, by the way, you should listen to Brian's Tech Me Ride Home podcast. Uh, the 16-inch tops out at just over 6,000, and the 14-inch tops out at on just under 6,000. Um, although, uh, can can I say can I say that I've never paid even for a desktop iMac? I've never paid in my life more than four thousand dollars for a machine. So. Uh, I, I need to think about this a little bit. I need to like sleep on it, but like um, the, the machine that I would want, the machine that I've been dreaming of is essentially a $5,000 machine. So uh, all of these chips, uh, the, the chips sound amazing. Um, the storage sounds amazing. Everything is amazing, but um, I, I, it's, it's, it, it's in a, it's in a realm of a machine that, I don't know. Maybe I would uh, not pay for. Well, you, wouldn't you just not top it out and pay for, you know? Well, but I, I spent all afternoon <laughs> repricing <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good problem for Apple to have, right? Uh, I think if this is the MacBook Pro that people have been wanting for years, for five years, I mean, some people are looking at this and saying this is a 2015 MacBook Pro that is essentially souped up, right? It has all the ports and all the, it's, it's the functional MacBook pro from 2015, uh, with Apple Silicon essentially. Um, so I think given that, and I think also given that a lot of people get their MacBook pros from work, right? They're not getting their MacBook pros from like, I'm sure many people are buying them it themselves. Uh, but many people are also just getting them from work. So I think that's okay. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I should say this, but I feel like you're going to buy it anyway. You just might not get the six thousand dollar version. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, the 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 what I'm thinking about is 
to the degree that I've been sitting on a, a computer for five years that is still the computer that um, I, I sort of future-proofed it for because I knew they were fucking things up and doing the keyboard stuff. And then um, I am still doing, you know, this is, you know, specific to me. I'm, I'm doing my show at home, so I'm still dealing with an iMac. So literally for me, the thing is, um, I don't think that this works for me because I'd, I'd rather have them launch an iMac but then that would be, I don't know, $12,000 or something. But <laughs> I don't know. Well, they, they, I mean, they refreshed the iMacs, but they haven't yet refreshed the Mac Pros, right? Oh, no. Well, no, no. I'm saying the iMac Pros. Right. Uh, so remember, right. remember, the iMacs are right. You're not in this. You're not in this ecosystem. <laughs> you know what? I need, to, I need to bow out of this because so, okay. So the iMacs are these cute little things with colors on them, and they're yeah, yeah. so tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're fantastic, and I want them because they they look great. But um, that's not what I need for um, – I need uh, M1Xs and M1X Pros and all that stuff for my iMac. And so I'm almost thinking that – like, I, I'm going to say this, and then I got to bow out because uh, – um, my kids are killing themselves in there. Um, the um, I don't know that. No, I didn't pull the trigger today. Like I, I thought I was going to. Like I said mm-hmm. on the show that this is something that I've waited five years for, and they gave me everything they wanted or I wanted, and yet I did not buy yet today because I'm just going to wait because I don't know. I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, did, I mean, did the notch impact that at all? Or was that not a factor? Oh, no, no. But by the way, all of you um, Apple haters, which I'm not an Apple fanboy or an Apple hater, but um, I get it. But by the way, a notch on a fucking um, computer is I can handle that way more than I can handle it on a phone. Mm. Just because it takes up less. Yeah, just because it takes up less space. But on the, on yeah. the, just, just the. Uh, play devil's advocate it's even less necessary on a on a laptop because there's room for you can you yeah, can pull it yeah, off right yeah, you have yeah. the, the I'm, space I'm for fine it with that. by the way have you seen like the bezels that used to be on uh uh mac pros like so if if they did this and they gave us a notch it's it's fine like uh, i have no problem with that i really gotta go there are people in the room like james and steve and kevin uh, please bring them up. If uh, invite them, um, I gotta go. But yeah, awesome. Thanks, thanks all. for hopping on, Brian. I'll definitely invite them up. Steve has already approved, and yeah, Steve. I mean, he'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks again, Brian, for hopping on. Did you uh, pull the trigger yeah. right away, Steve? <laughs> Unlike Brian, <laughs> I I was uh, I should have negotiated ahead of time. Um, I'm due for a new machine and. Uh, I was trying to figure out with my employer uh, how to get that all set and everything, but it's not, that's not set. I just ordered it, went ahead and ordered it anyway. So I was like, well, if it doesn't all work out, I'd have to order it two weeks from now instead of today or whatever, but figure, but yeah, I just got, uh, I got the, the 14 inch and I'm, I'm happy at the, um, I think it wasn't like launch day, but maybe a few days after. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. I, I think, uh, I, my main thing on this machine is promotion. Uh, I was really looking forward to that. I mean, they couldn't ship the Intel chip, but I, I'd still be happy with it because of the promotion. That's that was the main 
feature I was looking for. And that's the 120 hertz screen, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, 120 hertz screen. Um, and so, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, this is the first uh, Apple display on a Mac with 120 hertz. Uh, so what other, you know, extra options and everything else that will appear in the settings uh, that we can mess with? And I'm curious how this will work with uh, third-party um, displays. Um, my understanding is that, uh, you know, 120 hertz displays have worked in the past with Macs, uh, but I don't know if there's any more, you know, software features since they finally shipped uh, a first-party display uh, that will be included in these updates. So still going through uh, all the, the code divs and trying to find anything interesting. There's usually, you know, one or two new settings with new hardware like this that I might get the text on. Um, and then we'll find out more from uh, the reviewers uh, when the embargo lifts. Right, right. So, okay, so let's go through everything that you got in the 14. So you didn't get a, you, you had to get the M1 Pro, right? You, you didn't have an option for the M1 Max. Did that factor in at all? Or you, you just wanted the smaller form factor? Yeah, I just wanted the, the smaller form factor. Uh, for me, um, I've had both, like the, the larger and the smaller Mac Pro before, or MacBook Pro, and uh, I just really like that that smaller size. It's better, I guess, like lapability. And so it's nice just, you know, even with today, and I'm not really going to the office at all, it's just, uh, you know, the lapability uh, is nice, and I don't, I'm not doing anything that's really super intense, like video editing, 3D editing, et cetera. You know, most of mine is just compiling, et cetera. Um, so that's what I went with. So I don't know, it might change up because I don't really know what my budget is say for my employer, but, uh, right. my, my first, uh, the first thing I've splurged for was the 32 gigabytes of RAM. So yeah. that's, Makes sense. that's where I spent all of my, <laughs> are you excited to get MagSafe? Yeah. MagSafe is interesting. I, I think it's awesome that it's back. Um, I think in actual use though, it'll probably be just the cable that sits my laptop bag um because i really like the whole one cable use of uh one thunderbolt cable to uh, power the display and power the computer and right. uh drive like any extra uh, accessories etc so i think i'll still do that since it's just nice to plug in one thing at my desk at home there's no risk of you know tripping over the wire and sending the laptop across the room unlike you know when i might go to the cafe or go into the office every now and then so yeah i think uh, i'm glad it's there um I guess there's the cost of that versus the HDMI port and uh, you know the MagSafe port, so we lost one. But uh, I think that's that's a win overall for most people. And yeah, I think the HDMI port, um, you know, personally I don't use it, but I'm glad it's there because if you need it, you need it. And uh, messing with adapters all day at work is annoying. Yeah, so you get an HDMI port and SD card slot. That's probably just a win. Why not, right? Um, right. Exactly. Are you happy to lose the touch bar? Did you deal with the touch bar on your current Macs? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had it. And, yeah, it's annoying. Um, to me, it's mostly annoying for, like, buying a personal machine and knowing that if I want, um, you know, a higher-end laptop, um, basically, you know, $200 was built into the price of the machine to accommodate um, the touch bar that I didn't want and rather not have. So I'm glad it's not there just from a pricing perspective, mainly. I mean, I guess they could, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see them offering it uh, as an optional piece. Um, so I'm glad it's not there. I think, you know, most people, they've had strong feelings they didn't like it. Um, so I'm glad it's gone. It didn't really uh, click with me. So yeah, yeah it's really weird, really weird. It was just really weird because 
it's probably the weirdest you know hardware thing that apple's done in recent history oh i don't know the the keyboard the shitty keyboards and their their in, in insistence that they're not shitty was oh, <laughs> i would yeah. say is a little bit higher up <laughs> i guess there's the good bad and the ugly right so yeah yeah i think <laughs> that dimension. one that one i mean that's you, you just need a functional keyboard on a laptop like that's <laughs> Right. Uh, or as the touch bar, at least you could ignore. <laughs> right. Exactly. You could, yeah, mostly ignore it. I guess you like go on, full on disable it. I guess the the most annoying thing to me, besides the external touches, is the occasional times when it freeze up or machine was getting slow or something, and I couldn't change my brightness or like mute my speaker. Just like I want a hardware button to mute. That's like I need a hardware mute button, and uh, and having that soft button on the, the touch bar just just didn't do it for me. But uh, I am really glad we're getting the inverted uh, uh, T arrow uh, layout now instead of uh, the full size left and right uh, arrow keys. So that was another little detail that this this whole machine feels like you know we're just going back to like um, the greatness that was the the 2012 uh, Retina MacBook Pro. So I think this this machine will have a, a lot of value for a while, and we're like past that Johnny Ive era of you know strip everything down to its bare essence and, and hide everything um oh, oh yeah it's great these are i think these are gonna last like uh, unless there's some crazy defect with them which i, I can't imagine being the case I, again i don't think there can be anything worse than a faulty keyboard um i think these are going to be like the de facto laptops that you see everywhere frankly um or as long, i mean if you basically if you see a macbook pro like this is going to be it um, I think people who are gonna, um, although I mean, uh, Brian did just say that <laughs> he's holding on to his, but I think this these are gonna be quite popular. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I think it's like there's like a big theme with the ports and, and everything else, right? Is like this is you know back to the type of port configuration setup that people want. They don't care if it's a little bit thicker, if they get better battery life and better keyboard travel. Um, so I think that that's a big theme. Another theme is, you know, just all about Apple Silicon and just um, the performance per watt and how amazing that is. And yep. then the last one is just around, um, you know, Wintel, uh, Intel, Windows era of Intel pushing the, the marketing and having different chips for different size machines and different thermal budgets. And uh, Apple's like, nope, you know, just, uh, you know, pick the size you want. And with these, you can pick your chip. Um, the consumer one, you basically get the same chip everywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's how it's going to be. You pick the form factor as the main piece, and don't worry about the rest. Yeah, although it did throw me that they announced two chips today. Uh, I wasn't expect. I mean, oh, sure, we saw the rumors, and it, you know, it wasn't a complete shock. Um, but let's say before the weekend, um, I wasn't expecting two separate chips for the MacBook Pros. Yeah, it was interesting. It's like as far as the branding goes, because I think there were rumors about like different, you know, core, you know, number of core configurations. But yeah, before this weekend, there wasn't any talk of those being branded differently. Um, so yeah, it was interesting that they, they went with that distinction, which I think is good because there was other, you know, let's say minor differences between them that are important for consumers of say somebody, um, you know, just needs as many displays uh, as they can connected to this machine, then yes, go for the, the M1 Max. Uh, otherwise, you can get the Pro instead of saying, well, you, you need the 10-core, 8-core, uh, yada, yada, to get all the displays kind of thing. It just makes it simpler. Yeah, so can you explain, actually? Because uh, I've seen the headlines. Um, I think your colleague, uh, you're still at 9 to 5, right? 
Oh, no, you're not. Never mind. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, anyway, whatever. No, that, no worries. There was a, uh, did you follow the the displays? Um, like the MacBook Pros can support two external 6K displays, uh, but the M1 Max can support up to three. Um, I guess it's yeah, just, I that it just comes down to the chip. That, yeah. I think so, it depends too, like if you throw the HDMI in there or not, because I think that's been a thing with the Mac Mini in the past is if you, you know, in order to get all of the Mac displays out, one of them had to be the HDMI or something like that. Um, but yeah, it sounds like, you know, there was a like a specific uh, display controller that's larger or something like that on the Macs that allows it to drive more displays. Right. Yeah. Okay. I just shared the tweet so people can dive into the details. Um, yeah. Nice. But yeah. I mean, th I think most people will not be juggling this many displays, but if you are, you know, something to be aware of that you you, you probably want to, I guess that means this means if you want a ton of displays, you need to get the 16 inch uh, because you need the M1 Max and it's the chip that is uh, supporting up to three displays. And then I guess you can plug in a fourth through HDMI um, but don't quote me yeah. on that. Double check it that and look gets, into it. Yeah, it all gets really complicated <laughs> based on, you know, what, uh, you know, not only the size of the displays you're connecting, but the refresh rate, because it just all plays into the total bandwidth calculation of how much bandwidth the uh, the chips can drive to the displays. But I'm curious what, what you thought of the event. Uh, what was your overall impressions? Uh, I mean, I, I like that it wasn't uh, drawn out. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, they did the Apple thing where they overhyped certain aspects, like you know, that the HomePod mini is getting three new colors and we, we must know about this and this, this deserves, deserves stage time. Um, sure. <laughs> um, they obviously talked up the chips, but that's, that's fair game. I think, um, I don't really understand, um, this $5 a month voice plan that they announced for Siri. Um, I don't know if you, if you grasped who that is for or why someone might want that. I mean, I don't know, maybe you want it and you can, you can explain. Uh, but that was, was odd, uh, at least on, yeah. at first glance. Yeah. The odd thing to me about that is like, I guess they either, you know, on based on the pricing, like do they assume people are going to stream less if it's only through Siri um, or is it, they worked out some licensing deal with the, the music companies uh, mm. around yeah. uh voice interaction with music so I, I i'm curious there you know which one that comes down to and we'll probably never know um but but i'm bored i think it makes sense i think um amazon in the past had some deal where you could do a one echo device music streaming um plan for a discounted rate i don't know if they offered it anymore um but i think it makes sense if you know you mainly listen in on that one device, let's say, or something like that. And, uh, that's the only place, um, I guess more options are better, except if they lead to confusion. So I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you're right. If, if, if there is a licensing deal here, then that makes sense. I mean, Apple could also just be eating the cost, but why would they do that? Unless they just see this as a way to get people using Siri more because Siri still sucks. I don't, I, I don't, but, but it's not, you're not really using Siri that much, right? You're just kind of, initially starting it and then it's really just an apple music uh but, but yeah I, I do share your i mean like i think it's a good point that it could cause confusion which which is not what apple wants apple apple just wants everyone using apple music but uh, i might get people in the door and then yeah i mean at five bucks maybe it's a no-brainer 
um, and then people, you know, will decide that they want to use Apple Music elsewhere and and then go up the subscription chain. I guess that's a possibility. But I think another difference was is that you couldn't get like the Adobe Atmos uh, high fidelity lossless stuff with this plan. So that makes sense to me where you know they're saving a little bit there. Uh, but yeah, like I guess the type of person wants this isn't really probably interested in that sort of thing. Yeah, if you're um, trying to save five bucks a month because that's what this ultimately does, right? Then. <laughs> you, you don't really care about uh, high fidelity, presumably. Presumably, yeah. right? We can it just seems very odd from Apple. Like it makes sense from another brand that's pushing more low cost stuff, but from Apple as like a low cost option, it seemed very odd. Especially with like this might make more sense to me if they announced this alongside of like big Siri improvements. And someone's like, oh, "Okay, well, you know, I had a HomePod in the past, and I know the experience of Siri and music and all that stuff, and it just didn't meet the bar for me." But hey, I'm going to try this out, and I'm just going to dip my toes in it with this cheap plan or something and go from there. But um, I think, you know, another part of this is uh, the carrier story because like a lot of carriers offer free streaming music plans. So uh, I'm curious if this might be a play in there of like, I don't know, like T-Mobile or somebody be like, hey, we'll give you the voice only plan for Apple Music or something to just uh, bundle into their packages. And, you know, maybe it's a checklist feature that doesn't, uh, you know, a lot of people won't use, but it's, you know, helps them make their decision to, go with that plan or unlimited plan or something like that yeah it's all it's almost as if they had more here um and then they had to cut it right like something more about the home pod and maybe that's because of chip shortages and they couldn't you know maybe there's a home pod refresh coming and they or home pod mini because they they kill the home pod i believe right so maybe there was something there and then this was kind of what was left over and they didn't want to make the event just about the macbook pro because they wanted to build up a little bit of hype at the beginning like they always do they leave the best for last or the most exciting thing for last um you know it wasn't like a three-hour event that they had to to cut things from it was it was a relatively short event for apple um but yeah i mean that well we well to be fair though the other link that we haven't talked to the you know the, the thing that ties this voice plan uh, with with I guess HomePod kind of is are the AirPods of course that's that was the other you know bigger headline aside from the MacBooks of course um, I don't really know why they didn't call them AirPods three <laughs> but uh, that's what I think everyone is going to call them um, oh yeah and yeah I mean I, I think, I think it's, they're going to sell they're, like crazy <laughs> yeah no I think I think they'll definitely sell really well um, I'm curious how they fit and I wonder if like a good like uh, you know, way to try them without trying them on sort of thing is like, if you take the nubs out of the existing AirPods Pro, you know, <laughs> there's somebody close to you that's willing to let you borrow those if you have those already. And if, if that like emulates the fix, I'm just really curious because I'm uh, somebody myself where I think the AirPods Pro definitely sound better if I'm on an airplane. I definitely want those, but day to day, I just like the regular AirPods. Just, oh, really? Because um, I don't like the little nubs in my ears. It's just uncomfortable uh, wearing it for... Um, any length of time. So I'm actually really interested in these and I'm curious. And I was kind of worried at first that they, this would be like, you know, need a nub by default to use these. So I'm glad that they don't have any nubs. Uh, but I'm curious about the new shape. Um, and they have the new like stem control design. So definitely going uh, towards the, the AirPods Pro there more. Um, well, you could probably yeah, walk into an, thing. Yeah. you could probably walk into an Apple store and try them, right? Yeah, yeah, you could probably do that. Yeah, but you know, for people that don't want to do that or or anything else, um, or just want to order them early, mm-hmm. um, 
Uh, that's something I'm curious if a reviewer could bring up. Like, hey, if you take the nubs out of an existing AirPods Pro and you want to try that out, just as soon as possible. If that makes a difference to you, this is a good way to kind of do a test fit at home. Um, but yeah, one weird thing with the new AirPods 3 is that they don't support all the same devices as the AirPods 2. There's some older devices that uh, these new ones don't support. So I don't know if that's some old you know, Bluetooth profile that aren't supported on the new ones or, or what the reason is for that. But that was kind of a, a curious little difference. Yeah, that is odd. Um, I think your Bluetooth suspicion could be right. Uh, I can't imagine. Uh, well, I mean, I guess Apple could just be doing it because they want to. But it, it, there must be a, a technical decision they made. They, I don't see why they would, given that these are you know, their cheapest uh, AirPods and this is meant to be like kind of a for everyone purchase. I can't imagine that they would just cut support for the sake of cutting support. Uh, you know, it would be way yeah. too, too confusing to try to explain to someone that like, no, no, your AirPods 2 will work with your whatever device, but your AirPods 3 <laughs> won't. Uh, I can't imagine Apple doing that. It makes more sense for higher end devices where they're, you know, trying to push some sort of standard or something. But this, I guess, yeah, I think some Bluetooth spec or some, some, or, 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 I mean, what Apple does tend to do is like, for some reason, let's just, let's say spatial audio and Apple Music wouldn't work on some of these unsupported devices, and they want that feature to be part of this. So therefore, that's what they had to cut, right? Because that's that's the highlight here, I guess. I mean, sure, it's MagSafe. The case is MagSafe enabled, and the sound quality is improved. And there's an updated design, but I think the spatial audio in Apple Music is probably the Thing they might be tied to some sort of technical capability, um, which you know could be could be a Bluetooth thing, like you said. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, or it makes me suspect that there's some future software feature that's only going to be available on these new ones, and uh, it's not going to be compatible with those devices as well. Perhaps I'm not sure. Yeah. What is so? What, what was your biggest? Uh... Like, what were you most excited? I mean, I guess this is an obvious question, but maybe not. What 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 stood out to you from the event the most? Uh, I like, um, you know, just the speeds and feeds aspect of it because a lot of Apple events are, you know, here's uh, our products and beautiful people using them and everything. Um, but just getting down to, uh, you know, here's the graphs and even just labeling the graphs of, you know, here's the exact machines that we tested against kind of thing um, was really interesting. And I, I just love the comparison of, um, you know, we're almost there on the, the top end, you know, quote unquote mobile laptop. Cause I'm not sure like the laptop they're comparing against, like, you know, it's probably twice as thick or whatever it is. It's got to be thicker, <laughs> heavier or something than the MacBook Pro. But it's like, but, you know, if we take it down and uh, if we're actually comparing, you know, machines, you know, battery versus battery, you know, we blow the other guys out of the water. And even when they're plugged in, it's like a hundred watt difference in the amount of power it's using. Um, so it's that's what it's all about, and, and it just seems like kind of I don't know, just a big step change in uh, CPU architecture, uh, you know, chip technology that uh, Apple's, Apple's able to get that big of gap on the competition. Yeah, no, it, it's it is definitely impressive, and um, I think it'll take a while before uh, you know Qualcomm and and so on and Intel catch up because this is clearly a pipeline thing right so they've got you know the m2s and the m3s probably already spec'd out and they're just they're just working on them uh and you know that the, it'll just it'll just be a, an annual thing right we'll get the m2s next year 
and the M2 Pro and M2 Max, and then the M3. Unless there's like this supply stuff really, really screws things up. Um, you know, the chip shortage really throws things off. I assume this is going to be an annual thing, uh, and yeah, they're gonna they're gonna blow the competition out of the water. Um, I mean, for most people, it won't really matter. You know, I feel like most people have their, especially nowadays, are they're plugged in with their laptop, and it doesn't make a huge difference. Uh, but for pros, yeah, that that's that's definitely uh, something to factor in, um, and it's it's an easy upgrade, right? If you oh, yeah. <laughs> if you have a MacBook Pro um, that is, you know, a couple of years old, even it makes sense. But if it's if you've been holding out because of the shitty keyboards, then this is like a jump, which is I think again why they're they're so why they can be specked up and go up to six thousand dollars, right? Like Brian was pointing out, I think because Apple knows people are gonna. People are going to pull the trigger and they're going to look and spec, keep specking up and being like, ah, screw it. <laughs> I deserve, I deserve a MacBook Pro that isn't, <laughs> isn't causing me all sorts of issues. And again, I think the only trade-off there is the notch, right? Like that's, that's literally the only thing that people will have qualms on is the, the, and yeah. And some people will just say, Hey, I got used to it on my iPhone. Not a big deal. Yeah, um, the notch is interesting. Like I think I heard you guys talking. It's like, yeah, probably not, not a big deal. And I agree. It would have been nice if we got something extra. Like I guess we did get extra in that. We got a 1080p uh, FaceTime camera and webcam. Uh, but it would have been nice if it was like, okay, center stage now is also coming to the Mac. And this is the first Mac device with center stage. Or like it does Face ID or something. Although yeah, it, does, me, like, it, uh, it doesn't have Face ID, ID right? Feeling. Yeah, no Face ID. Like, because that would be, you know, not really an excuse, but you could at least somewhat justify it and be like, oh, that's why there's a notch. But otherwise, there's no real justification other than they didn't want to do it, right? Because you can look at, there's plenty of Windows laptops with just as thin, if not thinner bezels, and they managed to pull it off just fine. Like, I mean, I think someone was talking about the, how beautiful the Dell laptop uh, screens are. And yeah, there's no notch and it's fine. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not yeah. really sure why they did it other than, you know, <laughs> so that in five years they can remove the notch. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it almost seems like a branding thing of, you know, mm. the, you know uh, soft corner notch is uh, something that, you know, makes it look Apple-y or something. I don't know. But yeah, it just seems like a big headache, you know, software wise and everything else. Like going through the code, it looks like there's some option that you can tick when you, uh, right click get info on an application and say like do i want this to force it to run at the full screen and you know forget about any content beyond behind the notch or do you want to scale it down so uh you're not using the the full res but you're not worried about stuff hiding behind the notch until the software is updated to be compatible to avoid the notch yeah because so the the weird thing is like macbook macbooks uh macbook pros there's just so much more room to work with, right? You could make the case that, oh, we can't, you know, fit a camera underneath the screen is not easy to do on a phone and it takes a while and we're going to wait until basically Android phones figure it out and then we're going to release one that works well. But on a on a laptop, you have you have plenty of room to figure out how to do that, right? Um, and since they're not, they're not even giving you a really good front-facing camera, <laughs> like they could have... You know, if they if they were if they released a if they added a, a 4K front-facing camera, then you could say, oh, they couldn't get that to work under the screen. But uh, I don't really know what the excuse is. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the one's checkbox that says all screen design. I don't know. Yeah, it, it does seem really weird to me. I mean, at least it's better than some alternatives out there, like the nose cams, where it's like you know the camera is at the bottom or pops out of the keyboard or something crazy like that. Like, I oh like yeah, that would be worse. That would but, that would be uh, yeah. that would be very unapple. <laughs> yes. No, no, they uh, definitely don't want to add moving parts. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm happy with the display just because, once again, getting ProMotion and the mini-LED thing should at least hopefully, you know, uh, make it so that if you're watching, like, some video or something, you're just not noticing it at all just because it has that awesome contrast. Because um, that's the other area is just, like, if it just gets annoying when you're watching video, etc., which um, yeah, I was kind of curious about that with, you know, this machine being targeted towards pros and uh, pro video editors. Um, you know, is this something that they, you know, I'm curious. I, yeah, I want to hear from a pro video editor what they think about the whole notch and if they think that's going to like mess with their flow or anything else. I suspect it's not, you know, a big deal or anything else, but still it's just really, really weird. But um, yeah, the notch made a lot of sense to me when uh, turns out you have the, the whole, uh, um, you know, I found in the code, the resolutions and you subtract the 74 inches for, or uh, pixels for the, the notch. And it's like, okay, then you get to a 16 by nine display. So that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's a good point. But uh, I got to go here. Um, thanks for bringing me on. But uh, oh yeah, thanks, thanks for yeah, Steve. Awesome. Thanks for jumping on. Um, I'm probably going to close it out here unless anyone wants to, to request or has any questions. And we'll do this again tomorrow for the pixel stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll wait for another minute or two to see if anyone wants to ask a question or has comments on about what went on today. But otherwise. I'm not getting any requests, but Twitter Spaces does seem to like. So it seems like uh, that's that's about it, folks. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining. Uh, I see Taylor's on. Hey, Taylor. So, yeah, we recap the Apple event here, and there will be many recaps going forward. I will see you all tomorrow around the same time to talk Pixel and Google's event. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Bye.